You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Tuesday, December 19th, and we're talking Red Sox baseball. We bring in Red Sox reporter for MLB.com, Ian Brown. Ian, thanks as always for taking some time. Winter meetings now concluded. The Red Sox relatively quiet so far this offseason. They have a new manager in Alex Cora. They re-signed first baseman Mitch Moreland on Monday to a two-year deal. But if you're the professor right now, and this is sort of the midterm of the offseason, what grade would you give the Red Sox overall as it stands right now? Yeah, it's kind of an incomplete, right? I they think so. Uh, they haven't uh, really executed their game plan right now. I mean, they did uh, resign Mitch Moreland. Um, that was a move a lot of people didn't see coming just because they figured the team needed to upgrade offensively so they would uh, go up and get you know try to get a, a real masher at first base. But uh, you know they pursued the market there and decided that Moreland was, was the best fit. Uh, they're continuing to look for another bat. Um, where that comes, when that comes, we don't know. But this is a different offseason because, look, the last two offseasons, uh, Dave Dabrowski struck right away. You know, he got Kimbrell and Price in that first offseason. And then last year, I uh, got Chris Sale uh, very early in the offseason. So this is uh, this is different for Red Sox fans. So they're sort of waiting around and trying to figure out what's going to happen here. Yeah, you, you bring up the fans, and I, I, I know very well Boston fans can be a little impatient sometimes, especially when other teams in the area are, are doing very well, and they want the Red Sox to keep up pace, if you will. So uh, with with Moreland back in the fold, that wasn't exactly the fireworks expected. Uh, so does that mean Eric Hosmer now definitely out of the equation? What's next now for Boston? Yeah, I mean, now that the, whatever bat they get, it's not going to be a first baseman. So you know, I think they just – decided that, look, the price on Hosmer was going to be too high. As much as they liked him, um, they thought that Moreland could actually come up with comparable value or comparable numbers, I should say, you know, making maybe about a uh, you know a third of the, of the salary per year. Um, not that Moreland's the pure hitter that Hosmer is, but he could certainly duplicate some of the power and production figures uh, as Hosmer while playing equal defense. So they just did, didn't see the value of going after Hosmer, I should say, and that's why they decided to bring Mitch Moreland back. And, of course, John Carlos Stan going to the Yankees, that was the, the big move of the offseason. Sometimes if the Yankees hadn't made that move, maybe fans in Boston wouldn't be so anxious or on the edge of their seat about certain things. But the Yankees did make that move, uh, and Dave Dombrowski came out and said they did sort of dip their toes in the water, if you will, on Stanton, but nothing came of it. Um, do, do you buy that reaction and that the Red Sox did make an honest effort there, or did the Yankees just – kind of jump in and, and that was it once they were really in the mix yeah now the feeling i get is that you know stanton didn't really want to play for the red sox and he was holding uh, all the cards here with the no trade clause and you saw uh, the giants the cardinals both came to deals for him and it didn't amount to anything because he decided he didn't want to go there for whatever reason uh, stanton liked the allure of new york and maybe playing with aaron judge and uh, decided to go there um so i think that you know the red sox figure why bang our heads against the wall here at the end of the day, he's not going to come here. Now, could you say, could they have um, tried harder to maybe persuade him or find a way to, t- uh, to convince him? You know, maybe you could say that. So, um, you know, that's, that's the one criticism you could have. But, uh, you know, who knows what was really going on there. Right. And is there a reaction now, you think, or maybe not a reaction, but, <clears throat> excuse me, when you start off uh, off-season moves and you have contingency plans and a plan B, a plan C, is, is J.D. Martinez always been a guy the Red Sox have had their eye on or now maybe are the rumors intensifying because Stan went to the Yankees and the Red Sox might feel they need to bring in that big bat? Yeah, I get the sense that uh, J.D. Martinez has been close to the top of their list 
you know, the entire offseason, I think they decided they would maybe pursue a trade for a bad first um, just because it might be a little more cost-effective, but that doesn't seem to be happening. So, yeah, Martinez is high on their list. I mean, the, the, the delay here is that I think that uh, Scott Boris is looking for maybe seven years for J.D. Martinez, and the Red Sox just uh, doesn't seem like they're comfortable going seven years, maybe $30 million a year. So I think that um, they're trying to get this down to four or five years, and it's just a matter of how the market shapes up for J.D. Martinez. And if um, some other team comes out of the woodwork and does offer him the, the seven years that he's looking for, you know, maybe then the Red Sox decide it is worth it to jump in here. So I think that all that is ongoing. You see a lot of these Scott Boris clients end up signing in January. Um, that could be the case again this year with J.D. Martinez. Dave Dombrowski has just decided he's going to be patient on this and see if they can get him at a, at a price that they believe is a little more reasonable. Otherwise, if they were just going to throw caution to the wind, I think they would have signed him already. Right, and that seems to be the mantra sometimes with Scott Boris is play the waiting game and see if it can the price can come down a little bit if people aren't offering that seven years at 30 mil a year. Um, it, but the Red Sox do lack power in that lineup we saw last year from just if they stand pat. Now we hear Hanley Ramirez rumors, and he was if he's straight, I mean, he was one of the guys that did hit over 20 homers. So where is that power going to come from? Is it rejuvenation years from guys like Betts and Bogarts, or where does that power in the middle of the lineup come from? Yeah, I mean, there's a number of guys in that lineup they feel they can get more home runs from. And Xander Bogarts would be at the top of the list. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., uh, even Mookie Betts, uh, Hanley Ramirez, if he could stay healthy, uh, could hit a few more home runs than he did last year. Unless they're going to have Raphael Devers for a full season. Uh, That's next a good year, point, they, yeah. they only had him for two months last year. So, look, that could be 30 to 35 home runs right there. Um, so, they did, and Ben and Sandy, you know, who knows? You know, I, I tend to think he's going to stick where he was last year and be kind of a 20 to 25 home run guy. Uh, but, you know, they'll see how that evolves, too. But uh, I think they do feel that there is some more power in that lineup than they showed last year. Uh, but at the same time, they want to add to it, too, and go out and get, get a bat. And, of course, it is gift-giving season, holiday season right now. Uh, if... If there's some names maybe not on the radar, we've heard J.D. Martinez, of course, standing now with the Yankees, but other names out there, whether in the lineup or pitching staff, that the Red Sox fans could get as a nice gift, say, this time of year from their front office. Uh, uh, who would that be? Who else is out there that the Red Sox are looking at maybe that we haven't heard a lot about right now? Yeah, I mean, you've heard a little bit about uh, Kyle Schwarber and Joey Votto. Um, you know, Votto has to have the no trade clause. I don't, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But it could be something they explore. You never, you never know. And uh, we've heard about a Brayu, a Kyle Schwarber, perhaps. So there's some guys out there, and I think Zabrowski is continuing to uh, balance the, the trade market and the free agent market, and just haven't hasn't been able to find the right fit yet. But he feels that uh, he he came off the line the other day. There is no deadline in the off season. It's not like the trading deadline where you know you have to make a deal by July 31st. In this case, they have until the start of spring training, and they think that at some point they're going to be able to make the move they want to make, and they're just uh, very willing to be patient right now. It's hard as that is uh, for fans right now to 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 be patient. That's what the Red Sox feel they have to be. Definitely, and it is funny to think about. They did win the division. Maybe the fans just remind themselves of that sometimes. So it's not like they're coming out of the basement of the of the division. They did win the division last year. But uh, I'll end on this one, Ian. Just overall philosophy when the Red Sox look at it right now in terms of the Yankees, obviously just 50 home run hitters in the middle of that lineup. It's daunting. It's intimidating in some ways. But do you think Dave Dombrowski looks at it a little bit like, hey, well, we actually have a better pitching staff as it stands now. We have better fielding overall. We have as much speed. Is is there that sense? Well, if we don't have as much power, we can't we can't match that power anyway. Let's improve in other areas and try and take advantage of that. 
Yeah, it could be, but you know, I think that they they feel pretty good about their pitching right now, and uh, they really do feel they need just that one more bat, maybe just that one impact bat. And I think once they get that, if they get that, I think then they're going to feel pretty good about their team and how they measure up against the Yankees. And I think it's going to be a great, certainly a great rivalry next year. And I think everybody's looking forward to seeing how this plays out. And it kind of almost brings a little juice back to this with uh, you know with Stan playing with Judge and the Yankees having like this dream team lineup almost like they used to have when the Red Sox used to be the underdog. It feels like the, re- the roles have been kind of reversed uh, in recent years. So I think uh, Red Sox fans might get a little bit of their edge back, uh, uh, you know, in this situation. That's a good point. Yeah, it's like the what in Boston, Dan Shaughnessy, the evil empire might be back with the Yankees. So now the Red Sox can play uh, the, 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 the young upstart heroes, if you will, coming through again. So, yeah, it might bring some juice back in there. Uh, Ian, thanks so much, as always, for taking the time, my friend. Uh, we really appreciate it. Happy holidays to you. Uh, you you also thanks a bunch thanks Ian Ian Brown joining us here on MLB.com extras. <laughs>